Welcome to the Mindful Soul Center podcast. My name is Amy Adams. I'm your host and the producer of this podcast. In today's episode, we'll begin with a quote by the Maharish Mahesh Yogi on violence. Then we'll talk about how we are one, that Black Lives Matter, and we'll learn a sprinkle of goodness practice. If a man is capable of producing life-damaging influence in whatever small or big measure, then the violence is inevitable. Knowingly or unknowingly, it doesn't matter. If I have hurt the man, either through a stick or through a negative thought toward him, he has been hurt. And not only has he been hurt, the entire creation has been hurt. And this is violence. Normally, I don't start my mini-sodes talking about who I am, but I'm going to just precede this conversation with that. I am a white woman in my 50s who is now a yoga teacher, and I'm a spiritual teacher. I took on this role after my 50s (laughs) um, because even though I was a lifelong meditator and I had practiced yoga in the past, and had many, many uh, life experiences that many younger people don't have, I decided in 2017, leave behind my full-time painting career and to dedicate myself to teaching because yoga changed my life. Anyway, it's not about that. But as this, in this new role, I am now taking the time to make this podcast and we're going to talk about racism and uh being human today so that said i just wanted you to know that's who i am and what i do and we'll get started through my experiences i want to bring some i hope insights or to crack open a conversation i'm speaking from my experience and my connection to my higher self. So I hope that comes through. And I would love to hear your response. So before I kind of get into this, I would like to tell you that you can visit my website, themindfulsoulcenter.com. And there you will see on the side of the site, there is a tiny tab and it says send voicemail. You can click on that and record, I think about 90 seconds, a message. So if you have something to say, let me hear it. I want to start a conversation. I want to have a discussion here. And I feel like this is my duty as a person who has chosen to now teach yoga and teach meditation, to talk about consciousness and spirituality. So here goes. First, I want to say that in anything that we do, and if that is to change our world, to change our mind, to change our lives, it requires removing 
impurities from our mind, uh, from our culture, and rigorous discipline to be aware, to have empathy and compassion for other people. I might sound a little vague, but that's kind of the main message here. So I think that the whole beauty of yoga and the practice of it helps us become disciplined. It helps us to, and it is a true fact that yoga and meditation or the practice of asanas and of uh, mantra meditation and other kinds of meditation, that we do rewire our nervous system and it does bring more equilibrium, more peace. And so from that kind of point of view, I would love to see the entire world to be practicing uh, meditation regularly, even if it's just for a couple of minutes a day, or yoga uh, saunas for 10 minutes a day. It really is a life changer. Because when we come from a point of peace and clarity, we can make better decisions. Only a part, only a small part of our mind is actually conscious awareness. And we are still driven by survival. We're driven by our nervous system. We're driven by our animal instincts. And we do become selfish, greedy, and egotistical at times. And our ego has kind of a fight and driving us for, to, to protect us as individuals. So uh, this is really where we can get into a lot of trouble. It can also help us to survive, but we don't need the same survival mechanisms that we did uh, in older times. I'm going to share something that I wrote and was published in the last issue of the Mindful Soul Center magazine called We Are One. I mean, it sounds nice, you know, peace and love and happiness and all that groovy 1960s and 70s stuff. You know, we are one, we are love, we are this, we are that. Well, the thing is, is that we really are consciousness. We are a part of consciousness. We are one. You're a cloud. You're a star. And we are one, even when it sounds cliche. We quip and spout sayings on a regular basis. Often they can have deep meaning and inspire, or on the other hand, they can also be vague or simply something to say without giving it much thought. Quote, we are one, unquote. But I'd like to say, yes, we are one. We're all interconnected. And that is not some magical thinking. It's the truth. You think you're an individual person, separate from everything around you. But in fact, you breathe in the air around you, taking it in, inhale, and it becomes a part of you. Exhale, and you change the environment around you. You drink water, and that water was once a cloud, or 
a part of the sea, or maybe it came from a natural spring from the earth. Water and its interplay with the atmosphere, with us, with the other sentient beings, changes form, solid, liquid, and gas. Our physical bodies are mostly made of water, yet when you look in the mirror, that's not what you see. In your physical body, entire ecosystems exist inside of you. Think of the microbiome, yet that too is outside of our daily conscious life. The human body is filled with trillions of microbes. Fungi and bacteria outnumber your own body cells 10 to 1, and that isn't even counting the viruses that team inside your cells. And if we hammer down every single microscopic cell in your body, you'll find that they consist of particles, atoms and molecules that break down to protons and neutrons and even quarks. Many of these particles that make up the cells have actually existed for millions of millennia. What separates you from the breath of air you just took in? What separates you from the water you drink or the food you eat? What separates you from the particles that create the cells that create your body? You exist because of and with everything around you. You don't consciously think each moment of how through respiration, transpiration, and digestion, your body interacts with the rest of the world. Yet the subtle, unseen interchange happens. It's not a one-sided process. Your life doesn't exist in a vacuum. You create the world around you. You exist because of everything inside of you. The hydrogen atoms in you were produced in the Big Bang, and the carbon, nitrogen, and oxygen atoms were made in the burning stars. The heavy elements that create you were made in exploding stars. Where do you begin and everything else ends? When it comes down to it, nothing is solid, nothing is fixed. You knew that in your heart already. We are all interrelated and interdependent. Imagine you are a million points of light that flows outward from you and inward as you give and receive to everything and everyone around you. Allow your mind to remain open and free when you feel isolated, alone, or separated. Bring this idea of openness and flow to your awareness, remembering that your life gives and receives life from existence itself. Now that is the kind of esoteric and even scientific idea about how we're interrelated. But that isn't a practical way to look at it. That's only me talking about our bacteria and microbes. And it didn't mention anything, even though it's implied, it didn't say that I am you and you are me. And that's really what the point is. And it doesn't matter what color your skin is. It does not matter if you are a man or a woman or non-binary or however you identify. 
We truly are all one. Where do you begin? And where do you end? And where do I begin and end in relation to you? When we are near one another or in conversation, we exchange energy. And we make judgments, we have fear, we have hope, we have doubt, we have strength, we have all kinds of emotions and feelings and thoughts. And as I recently learned, it only takes 30 milliseconds for us to make a judgment about someone else. When you make a judgment, and even if you make a spontaneous judgment without any thought, and, you, and a thought comes to your mind and you think, hmm, analyze it. Where did that thought come from? Why did you make that assumption about that person? How do you act towards other people? When you see another person, what do you think? And our judgments are influenced by institutionalized racism, by culture, by a lot of different factors, belief systems passed on through families. So it's a complicated way in which we develop and evolve. And I'd also like to say that's also not an excuse for bad behavior. I don't know what it is to uh, have the experience of racism. I know the experience of sexism as a woman and fear um, of men in general, doesn't matter what color, uh, because there's a lot of violence perpetrated against women by men. So I know those, and I don't know what it is to have the experience of color. I've had a lot of privilege in my life, but I wanna say that Black Lives Matter that it makes me sad to see police brutality, to see any kind of white supremacist or any kind of racist group or even institutionalized racism, to see how little value is placed on a black man's life or black women as well too. So, or any marginalized group of people, but especially people of color. I hope that um, there will be change and I don't know how to do that, but I just wanna acknowledge that I understand that there are big, huge structural problems in the society and that it really needs to be ruptured completely for it to, um, to be reborn, to treat people with respect and love. And so on that note, I'm going to return to the topic of um, something called a intentional sprinkle practice and yoga and meditation and close with that. So please stay tuned. Dr. Amit Sood, he's a medical doctor, and he is the person where I learned that it only takes 30 milliseconds to decide if someone is trustworthy or not, and uh, that we make judgments. Now, I really liked something that he was teaching. He taught a few different kind of intentional sprinkle practices, so I'm going to share one of them here where... He asks us to 
practice this and I love this idea and I try to do it myself and I hope that you will too is that every day when we go out into the world and we're going to be dealing with anybody, any person, any being in our life, that we will align with our own heart. And when we see someone, think, I wish you well. I wish you hope. I wish you healing. And it's a private intention that we're giving. And it's very much like this kind of uh, Buddhist meta meditation, which is a loving kindness meditation, except for this is just a simple brief moment for each person that you see. If you enter a store, you enter uh, your workplace, you enter the bus or train or uh, you know a subway or whatever, can you think that even if you come your something pops into your mind where you might have a judgment about how someone looks or how they're moving or what their attitude is just silently in your mind send them this intention this intention of love and healing and light now I'm just going to rewind a little bit here about getting back to meditation and practicing asanas and having a disciplined spiritual practice that rewires the nervous system. It can give us pause so we can be more mindful, that we can be more conscious, and that we can make more decisions from a place of inner peace. Now, that's not going to solve the world's problems. Not everybody's going to take up yoga and meditation. But that's just something that I want to share here because I truly believe that. It can make a difference. Share your comments, opinions, and feelings. You can leave me a voicemail on the website. It is themindfulsoulcenter.com. Or you can send me an email, amy at themindfulsoulcenter.com reach out, let me know, have a conversation with me. I'm open and that's, I have a platform. That's my only way that I know how to address this. So that is what I'm doing here. And I wish everyone well, hope, healing, and peace. Namaste. Thank you.